Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you hunt or fish Alabama or in the deep south, you know that it's different down here. Spawning seasons, patterns, food sources, they ain't the same down here as in other parts of the country. At Great Days Outdoors Magazine, Southern Outdoors writers pick the brains of the best Southern hunters and anglers and give you the best how-to, where-to, and when-to articles, along with so much, much more. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern Outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. What's up, guys? Hope everybody is having a fantastic week. Uh, Hope you've been able to get out and enjoy the outdoors a little bit. Been blessed with a little bit seasonally cooler weather than normal looks like we've got some more of that coming the next few days and uh, so hey get out there and enjoy the beautiful state of alabama i'm your host brian sin thanks for listening to the alabama freshwater fishing report got a great uh exciting show for you today segment one we're going to be going up to to gunnersville and 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 the tennessee river maybe even the coosa chain a little get some reports from that area and then uh we got a special segment with bucks island marine that i i think you guys are really going to enjoy and they're also going to give us a a update as well uh for uh neely henry in that area so man looking forward to the show so let's get started with segment number one with captain lee pitts lee how are you my friend man i'm doing great how are you guys doing today man doing great buddy doing great just uh man trying to keep everything uh going in the right direction around here and and man loving this really we've had a a, it's been rainy uh you know we've had those showers we've had some of those storms but temperature wise man i feel like we're kind of a little better off than we normally are this time of year it doesn't seem we've, we've kind of had some milder temperatures well i tell you this morning man it felt really good on the water i had a group out and uh we were going to try to beat the heat and, and you know about the time it was we we're going to try to get out of it they said hey we'll stay an hour longer then an hour longer we had a little cloud cover a nice little breeze and the fish were biting so Hey, as long as it feels good and we're catching fish, I'll hang out there with them. Man, that's great. And I know they want to stay out there if they're catching fish. Were y'all catching them? <laughs> yeah, we we had a, you know, our spring, just like everybody else, we kind of got cheated out of that late April, May type deal with some of our weather situations that hit. But right now, even with uh, typically this is not the time we're catching a, a lot of crappie. But uh, for some reason, they're biting right now. We're catching, not the numbers, but catching a few in a, a mixed bag of some white bass and some stripe in there with them, too. We're doing more of a, a vertical, you know, dropping jigs and live bait down there on those uh, river channel brush piles and the, and the stumps and, and laydowns and stuff out there. So, hey, we're as long as they're wanting to eat, we'll get out there and stay after them. Man, now you mainly guiding the crappie and striper trips. Are you doing largemouth as well? What do you mainly focus on? I do, and this time of year, I kind of I bounce around. You know, I've got we, we do but my crappie is my main uh, my guiding service, but with with the times of the year and everything like that, I'll bounce around. I do some bass fishing as well, and we'll go out there and uh, you know, even with our crappie fishing, we're still going to catch a lot of the stripe and the white bass out there on those deep river river channels this time of year. So it just kind of it's an extra little bonus when you can get into some of those too. Sure. Now, and I know that you do a lot on Weiss up there, and uh, you know Weiss is kind of known for uh, you know it's it's a it's a crappie it's a crappie haven, isn't it? Yeah, man. Hey, we're we're nicknamed up here the crappie capital of the world. So That's what uh, I thought. It's, a, it's it's a great place to live. What makes it so good? I think that we have got uh, on, on the Coosa, Coosa Chain of Lakes right here. You know, we've got Weiss and Neely Henry right here just button up to each other. And we've got so many spawning areas. You know, we've got right at 32,000 acres on Weiss Lake. And all of that is fishable waters, too. You know, it's not like, hey, only the upper or lower end produce fish. 
you know, our, our whole compound here, uh, we catch fish all around the lake and there's so many back bays and sloughs and, uh, and flats and, and places that you can get out and get away from some of this traffic that these fish just love. And it's just a haven for them. I mean, they get out there and they do their spawning, uh, all kind of big flats with stumps in it and, and man-made brush piles out there that they've got everything they need right here. You know, crappie fishermen, I, I think, and, and, and I was talking to my dad about this the other day because he's, he's a crappie fisherman, but he's like, <laughs> I think he's like most of that, of his generation. You know, they, they crappie fish in the spring. When the fish move up, when they get closer to the bank, maybe on the brush piles, you know, in not too deep of water. But when the water heats up and those fish aren't there anymore, they just go, well, crappie season's over, and they go to the house. They go cat. They right, go. They go right. catfishing or go do something different. <laughs> and I thought it was really interesting. You know, some of the other callers we have in South Alabama toward you fall and, and stuff that we have on the show talking about crappie fishing. They're like, you know, this is kind of our favorite time of year to crappie fish because nobody else is doing it, and crappies still bite. They still feed. You just got to know how to find them. And that's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, once they leave your typical places that everybody, oh, go get in the laydowns, go get on those, uh, you know, the, the little shallow bays and places like that. I went to uh, Texas a couple of years ago and with a writer's camp with uh, Bobby Garland and Luz, and it just it blew my mind out there because these guys would get on these deep, deep brush piles, 25, 30 feet of water, and, and literally just set over the top of these brush piles and the crappie that were hanging around those deep, deep brush piles were just unbelievable and, and catching good fish too. So I said, Hey, I can take that. I'll come back home and start looking around. And, and especially, you know, you've got some areas down at Neely and you've got some, uh, the areas here in these river channels that guys kind of leave them alone and it's harder here for the fish to really bunch up but they still congregate around these areas so just like you said kind of figuring out a presentation figuring out something to to get down there on them and every day's a different day you know right. some days they may be tighter to that brush some days they may want something just sitting still over the top of it or or, or more reaction strike you're just sitting there kind of stroking that little old that garland jig over the top of it and he just can't stand it no more and he's got to reach up there and get it he's got to have it do you fish with shiners any this time of year or you mainly stay with jigs no i do and and what i try to do and, and like i said most of the time uh i've got clients with me and so i have to adapt to what their fishing skill and what their ability is to to kind of you know, get them. So I try to put some live bait out and drop it down, but that rod that you've got in your hand and you're manipulating more of touching that brush and mm-hmm. bouncing it off of some of those limbs down there, that that's what you're going to get more strikes on. So, so the more you can kind of get in there and, and, and penetrate that a little bit to kind of bounce it around in those limbs, that's, that's going to make that strike. You know, he's going, he's got to have it when it's bouncing around in his house. That's right. Let's hone in on this. You know, you, you go to Texas and you, and you see what these guys are doing out there and you say, man, I'm going to come back and do this on, on our, our local lakes here on Weiss, on Neely. And you come back. So if you're a listener and you're like, okay, well, how are you coming back and finding these fish schooled up and bundled up? I mean, so what did you learn there that you brought back with you and kind of like this morning when you went out, I mean, electronics have changed the game obviously right oh my goodness it's a whole you know from from five years ago it's a whole new world right now yeah so is that what you're doing is you're just getting off the you know coming off of these ledges off the points and just looking at your electronics and trying to find some structure and not just that i'm looking at my hummingbird units you know i've got my front units up there and then behind the console too so what i try to do i'm I'm not only looking for the structure the biggest key is and people ask me say well how do you know you know i've had people say well what size fish is that what what you know it's not necessarily you're looking at what size fish it is you're looking for bait you know that's one of the key things when you find that structure you're looking where the bait and where the fish are are setting on that structure so that way you know, hey, if they're holding over the top of it five, six feet, I, I might not have to get down in there and get, get stuck and shake it up a little bit. I may can hover over it and, and kind of just, you know, do the same presentation but stay up on top of it. 
you'll look sometimes if they're sitting on one side or the other. It just it gives you so much more of a, a, a mental image of where those fish are. And then, you know, with, 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 with a lot of them, I try to tell them, I said, look, it's not only you're staring at that graph and, and you're looking, but in your mind, imagine you use that structure as uh, just, just like it was a bank contour. Use that tree where you see that tree fall off at the right side and it gets deeper, and those fish have, have backed off of it just a little bit, but they're suspending off that side. Mentally, think of how, just just kind of work your bait and shake that bait around that drop-off and try to hover where they're staying. A lot of times this time of year, they don't really want to eat. It's just you aggravate them enough that they just want to kill it and, yeah. and be done with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but it's just, like you said, different times and different days, they, they may be a little more aggressive than other, but, and you can probably, you're probably to the point now where you can, you can probably see how they're set up on that structure and almost kind of have an idea if those fish are going to be, going to be feeding fish or not. You can, and you can look at it and you can look and see if it's fishable or not too. If they're, if they're tucked way in it and they're down there and that's just more or less lethargic and laying up in the 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 root balls of it or or deep in the heart of it it's hard to get those fish to come out and do a little something you know you, you can make a couple of passes on them and look at them if they're not moving you can kind of save your time and bump on to the next one right does color seem to matter this time of year when you're fishing deeper water like that yeah i think it's more something visible they can see i know in the springtime color is a real real big you know we do a lot of long line trolling in the spring Mm-hmm. And, and when you've got multiple rods out and you're making a pass through, and the same thing, I'm, I'm using that hummingbird to, to to watch what I'm going through and see where the fish are, are holding. That way i got my speeds where I need it. But if you keep going through, and a lot of times I'll change the colors up on multiple rods. If you've got one or two rods that's getting bit every time you go through it, and, and I've seen the difference in having the exact same bait on four rods, but two of them may have uh, a chartreuse head versus a blue head, and and one of the two keeps getting bit, then all of a sudden you change that color of that head around using the same thing you've been throwing on it, but swap it over, then every rod's getting bit when you go through. I think in a spring, color really, really has a big, big part of it. I think more is something that they can see good in that deeper water think if they want to eat or something's aggravating them they're going to eat it you know because a lot of times even with a minnow you know you drop it down there it, it may not be uh something they can really pick out and see but they still bite it you know right. with, the, with the smell and we've got so much now I, I still use that slab jam every day you know when i get out there i'm putting it on my hands my fingers and when i'm putting bait on even with my live bait i put that slab jam on my hands just just so if you, if you can fool him with a scent visually fool him and some kind of little vibration or or, mm. or some kind of movement on him hey that's just putting it more in your favor right that's there. right it's just one more one more benefit and uh to yeah fish bite you know a lot of times when we have these you know we got a lot of bass fishermen that call in the show and and you know on these on these river systems and one thing that always rings true no matter if it's in you know in you or or logan martin or Gunnersville or wherever is they talk about current and how how important the current is and, and how they structure their day and how aggressive fish bite is does that hold true with crappie as much i mean do you do you look at like the gates to see how much flow they got going that day and does that change your approach or or does that seem to, to yeah. matter as much on the crappie as it does the bass yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's the same with the, with the crappie too, but the biggest thing with us, especially this time of year, we're not tucked back in these pockets where we're, that, that current has a big, big part of what we're doing. And, you know, with, uh, with the Coosa lakes, you know, they're, they're generating power coming through here. So they're moving it. If you've got, Hey, one turbine is great. Sometimes two is, is a little bit, you know, a little tough. And if they got three turbines, you know that there's no way I can get a bait down there and be productive with it. But watching that current and seeing how much they're pulling through the day, for one, that's going to tell me they've got a good swift current coming through. Those fish are going to hold on the downside, on the you know, getting a little eddy break from that current, so they don't have to just sit there and fight it all day. But two, it tells me 
what kind of weight that I've got to use to keep that because if uh and I see a lot of guys they'll try to go as light as they can dropping these you know the the deeper fish on that river channel but you you're going to stay hung if, if you're letting that bait sweep and you're letting it get down there in that deeper water around those brush piles you're going to be hung before you really know it you want it more just a vertical approach you know where you're sitting over that and you're watching those rod tips and, and you're really really paying attention to that line because it's not a very explosive bite I mean you know especially this time of year, that fish is not going to exert a whole lot of energy to just run out there and just just grab that bait and take off with it. Sometimes they will. You know, it's not saying they're not going to do it, but the majority of the time, it is a very, very light bite. You know, you want to, with, with my rods, I, I'm using a soft tip out there on these where I can really, really pay attention, and I'm watching that. Even if you've got a little boat traffic and, and you've got a little rhythm to, to your rod bounce, all of a sudden that rod, either it, double bounces you better check him or if it when it comes up on the upswing and it just stops it doesn't go back down you better stroke him because he's got it you know speaking of your rods what kind of setup do you have what do you you know what kind of rods reel you know i'm using with the lose uh and 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 i like even with my uh with my mr crappie rods i'm I'm using some of the you know custom pros in this and, and it's one of those deals that i like that longer rod for, for one, you can manage that fish a little better. When I say manage that fish, you can guide that fish a little better with that longer rod than you can a real short rod. I'm using the uh, the eight and nine foot in, in the, uh, the the Mr. Crappie rods that I use, and I'm using also the uh, the speed spins in that 100 light. You know, when you're out there and you're holding that, that longer rod out and you're manipulating it manually, you know, just up and down, up and down, and you're shaking that brush pile, you do that all day, you don't want something that's real heavy. You know, these are these are really light rods, and that light reel that I'm using, it doesn't have a whole lot of line capacity, but you don't need it. You know, when I'm just dropping down 20, 30 feet, yeah. and when I stick that fish, it's not like I'm making a, a long, long cast or I'm long lining 90 feet behind me. You know, these the the real capacity of these are, are just right for what I need. I'm using most of the time six, eight pound test. If I know I'm gonna be in a lot of thick cover, I may go to ten, you know, or twelve, something that I can I can pull it out a little bit more if I do get hung up. But normally I'm still staying with that light line. And just when you when when you hit him, you just want to be coming up with it. Just coming up, you know, and uh, and it ain't like they're gonna be taking out a lot of drag. If you if you got one taking out drag, you done hooked into one of them big giant catfish up there on Wise. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it always gets my attention because I'll hear somebody and he's like, "Got one," and I'll hear that reel go, zur, zur, zur. <laughs> and I'll say, "Uh oh, here we go." Everybody reel them up because I know, especially one of them big cats or a stripe. Now, they won't take off running away from the boat. They're going to circle and tangle every line you got in that water. They go, they're going to get them all. You know, they're going to get them all. Their buddies out. They're going to get them all. So, well, but, uh, yeah, when you hear that drag bark a little bit, you know you got something special. Well, I'm going to tell you what y'all got up there. Y'all got some of the biggest dang catfish in the state. Well, I had an 84-year-old gentleman this morning, and this was some light line, too, but uh, it pinned him down on the side of the boat and he couldn't get him up he never slowed him down that old cat just kept digging kept digging and uh it was uh, i if i if i'd have thought about it i should have hit my phone and recorded it because he had him on for a good minute and a half and uh, i was pulling up trolling motors trying to twist the boat around and that that cat when it went everywhere he wanted to go to finally he broke that line well, I've seen some 60-plus blues lately come out of there. And, uh, oh, yeah. Let me yeah. tell you, that's a lot of fish. <laughs> that's a lot of fish. That, that, is, that is a lot of fish. That's, that's right. a lot of fish, I guarantee you. Well, man, this is good stuff. I appreciate you jumping on today. One thing I want to, you know, we'd like to do before I let you go is is to, to give a tip of the week, man. If somebody's coming fishing the next couple of days this weekend, what tip would you give them? This being a holiday weekend right here, uh, the the best tip that I can give somebody get out early and uh, and and don't put yourself through a whole lot of torment. You know all of the pleasure boaters, jet skiers, and things like that. That about eleven o'clock they're gonna jump out there on the water. Try to fish early. Go back out late in the evening. Uh, the biggest thing is kind of slow down. There's gonna be a lot of boat traffic, a lot of people out there. I don't think there's any sense in jumping around. You find your little old place. It's got a few fish on it. Squat down on it and just hold on and do what you can. And when the when the pleasure boaters get to rocking you out of there, 
go to don't house. get upset. Don't get upset. Just just let them have it. You know, we'll, we'll get back on them another day. Yep, because that's going to happen this weekend, I guarantee you. They it's going to happen. I mean, it's, I, I, I came in today. Uh, I just got to the house, and, man, it's like it's getting close to kickoff time. All the trucks and pontoons and the jet skis and the wake boats, everybody's at the gas station. So everybody's it's getting in the house. That's right. That's right. Well, man, we appreciate it, Lee. Uh, man, if somebody wants to come up there and, and, and get on some of these big Weiss Lake and Needley Henry crappie, uh, you the guy to go with. So how do they get in touch with you? Best thing to do is just uh, give me a call at uh, the Lee Pitts. I've, I've got a Facebook, Lee Pitts and Pitts Outdoors. They can call me at 256-390-4145. That's the best way because if if uh, I'm not going to be looking at that computer because I'm going to be on the water. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All <laughs> right, buddy. Well, stay safe out there this weekend, man. And uh, we appreciate you and look forward to having you back on soon. Yes, thank you. And y'all have a great holiday weekend. We'll do it, man. Thanks a lot. All right, thank guys, you. let's take a pause and hear from one of our sponsors. You're at the beach and fishing just isn't quite your thing. That's fine. Let's head one hour north of Panama City Beach and shoot some bigs. Intercoastal Safaris has night vision and all-you-can-shoot ammo, and yep, they're shooting ARs. There's no trophy fees and no bag limits. Night vision pig hunts with AR-15s one hour north of the Emerald Coast. Head on over to intercoastalsafaris.com to find out more. Great, great report there from Lee Pitts. And, uh, man, this guy, he, he he knows what he's doing up there. He catches a lot of fish. So you guys give Lee a call if you want to get on some of these crop because uh, he's a man that can get it done. We appreciate him calling. Hey, segment two, I'm fired up about this segment. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to hear some really cool things from a really cool place, Bucks Island Marine. These guys are just Man, they're, they're family-type guys that do business the right way. So I'm looking forward to diving deeper in with these guys. And for this segment, we're going to join in with one of the uh, other hosts from one of our other shows, uh, Alabama Saltwater Fishing Report and North Florida Fishing Report. Going to join in with Joe Baya. What's going on, Brian? What's up, buddy? How you doing today? Man, I'm doing good, doing good. It's it's a great time of the year to be fishing. A lot of things going on. Fish are biting really good down here on the coast. I'm excited about that. Got to get out and do a little fishing this past week. Had a good trip offshore, caught a bunch of snapper, a bunch of grouper. I mean, fish just, they gave it up, man. So you've been able to get out on the water? Man, I have, you know, I've, of course I've gone out. It's noodling time of the year. You know, uh, you know, this time of the year, <laughs> uh, we, we like to stick our hand in them holes and catch those big catfish. And we have, uh, we have been able to do that a little bit, man. It's been a little, a little slower for us on that this year, but we have caught some of the biggest fish we've ever caught, just not the numbers. But uh, we have fun with it. But, you know, uh, on the freshwater side, man, it's what a great time of the year. I mean, I, this is a time that, you know, of course, everybody gets excited in the spring when the fish move up and go on bed. But, you know, a lot of the my contributors that call in, from around the state, I mean, this is getting to the time of the year that they really look forward to when those fish move out to the ledges and school up, and you can just really use your electronics and get on those fish. So it's an exciting time, man. Yeah, you know, I was talking to some guys because I was trying to do a little frog gig in this past weekend, and uh, we were unable to because the river was up so high. And uh, I was thinking, you know, I wonder how that's affecting the freshwater side. Is that does that kind of hurt you guys on the noodling side or, you know, where when that water gets up like that, you know, a lot more real estate for those fish to get in? You know, it, it really doesn't. When you talk about noodling, you know, first of all, we're we're in Logan Martin and different lakes like that where where they control that water a little bit. So there's mm -hmm. even though there's a little fluctuation, it's not very much. But those catfish are in their holes. They're not spread. I mean, they go in a hole and, and that's where they stay this time of the year to lay those eggs. As long as you know where the, where the holes are, it doesn't matter if the water's eight foot over them or two foot over them. They're going to be, they, that's where they're going to be. So it really doesn't affect that side of it. Well, man, I, I tell you what, I talk with folks from all over, all different walks of life when it comes to fishing. And one of the things I've just been hearing really since since COVID, you know, is that just how tough it is to find what they're looking for, man. You know, I mean, the supply chains are kind of 
wonky and and there's there's a lot of things going on so we're going to we'll talk about that a little bit today we're going to do a special segment sponsors over there at bucks island marine and see what's going on in the industry so today we've got michael wildman and dan o'sullivan joining us from bucks island guys welcome to the fishing report this week gosh you know i mean i think you you heard what i said is that i talked to people they're kind of frustrated with with the situation seems like but what what's going on in the industry right now? What's going on on y'all's end with regards to uh, just give me kind of a state of the union, so to speak. Well, I, I guess a simple way is a lot of stuff has just changed in the way we have to do business. It is hard to find everything just for some quick examples uh, to kind of paint the picture, particularly on like the pontoon boat side of things right now, as folks walk in looking for a pontoon, they'll, they'll get a good Christmas present. We're, uh, we're seeing the same thing. I think we've got at least about 15 of our Skeeters that uh, have been on order for, for a while that uh, have already been reserved. Um, and those boats won't be in for, for quite a while. It's been a long time. Normally we have about 30 or 40 uh, Skeeters sitting in the showroom. And uh, right now I think we have one uh, current model year boat that is, that is sitting up there. You know, some manufacturers seem to be doing a little bit better than others. Uh, but the biggest thing that I, I have tried to push, people that look around on the internet, hoping to find that boat, find that thing they're looking for, you know, it's not going to show up on the internet. You got to get on the phone. You got to call. You got to talk to our sales folks. I know a lot of folks don't want to do that. You know, I'm, I'm one of them. I don't want want to have to deal with the pressure sales. And, and that's what we try not to do around here. Uh, but that honestly is the best way to get what you were looking for because it is a constant conversation we're having almost every day with our manufacturers and suppliers on uh, timelines on stuff, when stuff's going to be available. So, I don't know. And it's, and it's not just boating. Um, it's not just the actual boats themselves. It's the outboard engines. It's the parts. It's the electronics and the accessories. Some of this stuff is, there's so much stuff that comes from overseas. I mean, you got to stop and think about these electronics nowadays. They're computers. Granted, there's not an awful lot of input you can do yourself with them, but they're computers and they use a lot of the same type of materials, the, the computer boards, the motherboards, the chips, those kinds of things. All that stuff is coming from overseas in a supply chain and all of that stuff has been delayed. Uh, we see it in the tackle business. You know, we've got the loft tackle store up here that's grown tremendously over the last two years and we're in our third full year of that. And I'm the buyer for that. And I'm having to select colors in certain product lines that are just one side or the other of a standard so that somebody might have something that, you know, it might be that they have a green pumpkin worm that they'd like to throw in the who daddies, but the who daddy's not available in green pumpkin. It might be available in green pumpkin blue or green pumpkin red or purple or green or something. So we're having to make some of those kind of selections and, and, and move a little bit. So it's not just the boats, it's in a lot of different areas. We've got stuff on order from the tackle store that we've had on order since uh, April of last year that still hasn't come in fully. We're still getting smatterings, but we're doing well. I mean, gratefully, the customers, license sales are up, tackle sales are up. You know, it's the whole outdoor sporting world is, is, has been inundated with new demand. And so on one hand, it's good. On the other hand, it's completely frustrating. Yeah, I think it's like a it's like a double whammy we call it, right? Because COVID came and the manufacturing got got shut down or limited. The supply supply chains got all messed up, and at the same time, more people went out fishing, and so more products got used, uh, which is a good thing on yeah. that end because people are getting out there, they're enjoying our lakes and our rivers, and 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 maybe doing something they hadn't been able to do in a while because they had the time to do it this year. But then on the manufacturer side and the supply side, it's just almost like a double whammy there. Well, I think, yeah, I have friends, I, I originally came from California. I moved to Alabama in 2014. So I still have a lot of connections to the West Coast. And from Japan and from China, they're coming through those Long Beach ports. And I have friends that are out there. I mean, I have a friend that's a rep for Mercury out there, the West Coast rep. And he went out and, and, and looked because his boss wanted to know what's going on. They don't have enough people in the ports to offload 
There's not enough longshoremen to offload the containers, to get them dropped onto the trucks, to be able to send them out there. Customs isn't working as fast. He did a count. And this is a few months ago, a couple, three months ago. It may have picked up by now. But he did a count to the point where you could stop seeing the shape of the ships and they all became one. He was 61 on his count anchored out to the Pacific Ocean. And then we're hearing that some of the, because there's not enough longshoremen, containers aren't getting reloaded to get sent back overseas. So you've got a delay mm-hmm. built in. And we're hearing that because it takes two to four months for a container ship to get from overseas to here, you kill one, you got a two to four month delay. You kill a second one, you got a four to eight month delay. And that's where the delays coming in. People are air freighting stuff in that they don't want to. It adds costs on their end, but they're trying to get product into people's hands because it's a passion industry and they want to see it, you know, keep moving. You know, you mentioned that, that you guys have the tackle shop there. You've got obviously the boat dealership parts. What else, what all else do you guys do there at Bucks Island? I mean, for folks that don't know, um, tell, just give us a quick rundown of everything you guys can, can help with their location. And also I know you guys do some shipping of products too. Yep. So, uh, so we are, uh, we're located in Southside, Alabama, which is uh, part of the, the Gadsden area out here on uh, Neely Henry. Fish Neely Henry. Baby. Yep. Fish Neely Henry. Box Island started uh, about 74 years ago. 1948. Yeah. 1948. Uh, the current owner's dad was Buck. He started the place. So, um, and the, the current owners, they bought it from, from his dad about 30 something years ago. And uh, so to say this is a family owned business, now you've got the next generation that is the service manager. Her husband's a senior, senior tech. And one of, one of less than 250 Yamaha master technicians in the country. And then one of our top salesmen is her sister, uh, both the daughters of, of the owners. Um, so, and they're, they're well on their way to, to taking over the business and, and continuing on another generation. Um, so yeah, so we cover, we're very large. A lot of people are really astounded when they come in here and see, like I said, 30 to 40 Skeeters in our, our showroom. That's usually only about a third of the size of our showroom. The rest of it's filled with Falcons, Bass Cats, uh, Avids, G3s, um, and then, yeah, and then, then use boats from there. So, uh, we're Yamaha and Mercury dealer, uh, but we will work on some of the older motors, um, that if we, if we can, and we've got a few, uh, techs that are trained in other things, but, uh, we can do Minkota. We can do, we're, you know, certified Lawrence ghost, um, you know, for on the trolling motor side of things, uh, we're a Garmin, we're a Garmin certified dealer when it comes to their trolling motor and stuff, power pole, we're in with power pole, one yeah. of their top 100 dealers every year. Um, it's a 56,000 square foot building. Uh, a third of it is service, a third of it is showroom and office with the top showroom and then the loft tackle stores on the second floor upstairs. And Michael brought up Buck, uh, you know, Tony and Mary Lumpkin are the are the owners. Buck Lumpkin started it. And, and the philosophy of the business, Tony tells a story and he's not here to be able to kind of jump in. He'd love to tell it, but I'll tell it for him. Buck. He came back and he looked at his dad one day and he said, dad, where'd you learn your business since you dropped out of school in the sixth grade? He came out of the military because he didn't want to be a farmer. He put, he had like a $250 loan and $32 in his pocket after he got out. And he put two outboards and two wooden boats into a small store. I think it started with motorcycles or something and it grew to what it is. And he said, dad, where'd you learn your business since? And he said, Sunday school. He goes, what? He said, son, if you always treat people how you want to be treated, you'll never be short of customers. And you're never going to be perfect in making sure everybody's pleased, but you're certainly going to try. And our whole staff works to make sure that people are treated well. They get what they want. We have to be honest with people at times, obviously. And sometimes the news isn't always as good as you want it to be. But this place, this whole place goes well above and beyond trying to make sure that everybody's well taken care of, even if we have to charge them full price for something. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I know I was astounded when, when I came and saw the facility there, just kind of like, whoa, you know, I didn't expect to see so much. And uh, we've certainly appreciated the partnership with you guys and, and y'all are the reason that this show can exist and that folks can get the fishing report each week. It's free to them. It's available 24 seven in the 
palm of their hand, you know, and, and uh, y'all are very much a part of that community. And, and I was also surprised to see, you know, when there, I was there, uh, you guys have started selling kayaks too. So what yeah. kind of kayaks do you care? We got a lot of kayak anglers in our audiences. Yeah. So as, as Dano mentioned, uh, we're on, uh, you know, season three with, uh, with a tackle store and uh, a lot of the, the growth, like you said, we're very involved in the community, the angling community. Kayak fishing is, is one of the fastest growing aspects of the fishing community. It is exploding. We've got plenty of room. And so uh, we brought in Jackson uh, about two years ago. And then this past season was our first season with Hobie. And of course, we're, we're hoping to grow from there. We've got uh, a lot of the, the standard accessories, obviously all the Hobie stuff, Yak Attack. Um, we're a torpedo dealer. So we've gotten an electric motor uh, set up. We've done putting Tarovas and lithium batteries on, on some of the, I mean, some pretty cool setups that guys are getting into, spending a lot of money, having a lot of fun, you know, fishing tournaments. Um, but that, uh, that's definitely, uh, that's been a, been a fun, a fun venture, a little different from the big boat side of things, It is, but you know, what we're finding is number one, the kayak fishing community is a phenomenal community of people. It's just fun. Um, a lot of those guys, we've got a lot of guys that, Hey, if I, I, I want to fish, especially if I want to fish tournaments, but I'm, I'm in a point in my life where I don't want to spend all the money on the big boat stuff. Hey, the kayak fishing really scratches that itch um, and guys are having a lot of fun with that. So and uh, we're getting guys that do both uh, and certainly some folks that are starting in that kayak fishing world. And then, you know, eventually they, they get that itch and go, oh, I got to get in a big boat. You know, I want to run 70 miles an hour and, uh, and, and have the fun uh, out there well, like that. So. Well, and, you know, if, if you're listening to the show and, and you know, the, if you have not if you're sitting here hearing us talk about kayaks, and you've got this vision in your mind of what the kayaks look like 15, 20 years ago, yeah. you've got to come see one of these things and go check, Crazy. go to Bucks Island Marine and check one of them out because it is phenomenal what this kayak, what these kayaks have become and the accessories that can go on them and the stability of them. I mean, you, you can set the hook on a kayak just like you can in some of these big boats. Absolutely. Well, unless you're built like me, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like triple size kind of guy that, you know, I flipped a Hobie pro angler before myself. So the only kayak you'd see me on is one of those, you know, 360, you know, uh, blue sky boat works, the, the pontoon style. Cause I can stand up on that thing and I'm not likely to flip a pontoon. Yeah. But yeah that, that is honestly, since, since we brought these in and, and, uh, I've been kind of the main kayak guy in, in the shop and I've had a, a lot of fun just talking with a lot of different customers, but that has certainly been one of the main things, you know, especially us coming from the big boat world. So a lot of our customers walking in the door, that's their mindset. And like, no, this is not like almost the, the cheapest fishing kayak today is more sturdy than the canoe you, you were in, yeah. and, you know, when you were at camp in 1968, <laughs> um, you know, or, or you got out on a, on a little, so yeah, you're absolutely right. It doesn't take that much to get into a kayak that, that, yeah, you can, you can stand up um, and fish. You watch the guys that, you know, all YouTube channels that the guys are putting together of, of the fishing. I mean, you got professional kayak anglers that are traveling around the country earning a living just like the big guys and uh, you know, and the money's, you know, it's starting to get a little bit bigger. So, and, and a lot of these tackle companies, you know, they don't really care if you can, if you can help show off their product and uh, you know, teach people how to use it, they don't really care which boat you're, you're in. And uh, so it's, it's been really, it's, it's a cool thing to see. Um, and like I said, it, it, it is definitely uh, exploding. Um, so yeah, definitely get out there and, and try it. Do not, do not assume that you will, you will, you know, end up tossing your, tossing yourself into the water. Well, and, and let me, let me give you one other thing to illustrate the, the, the culture around here. Jackson and Hobie, they're, you know, they're upper end kayaks. Yes, they have, they have models that are, you know, in the more affordable range, but they were selected not because they were upper end. They were selected because Tony and Mary want to respect the rest of the businesses around here. There's other brands that we looked into and the brands are everything that we do around here. Everybody has input. Obviously, we're not the final decision makers, but Michael had tremendous amount of input. I had some input, Angela and Katie and the rest of the staff did. But because there's other businesses around here that carry other brands, they didn't want to go into those brands up to and including when we did select Jackson, 
we worked with the Jackson rep. There's another company that we've sent another store that we've sent customers to called Terrapin Creek over in Piedmont, which is about 40 minutes from us, 35, 40 minutes. All they cared about was the recreational kayak with one of the fishing models. So they allowed us to have the fishing models in Jackson, but we try to be respectful with everybody that we're in the community with, because that's what our whole push is, is to be a part of a community. And, and that's just the way this business runs. Well, speaking of that community, you guys brought it up. I, I know Brian's probably itching to ask this question, but I'm going to steal it from him because guys down here on the coast, you know, uh, hosting the Northwest Florida Fishing Report, I'm talking to guys really from, from all over that are coming to the coast, Pensacola to Panama City to maybe vacation. Maybe they live down here. Same thing over on the Alabama saltwater guy, side. We've got, you know, guys coming from all over to, to experience that fishery there on the coast. But a lot of those guys live inland. They do a lot of freshwater fishing. I know Brian covers that very well, but why don't y'all give me a little rundown of what's going on on, on the Coosa River chain, Neely Henry, as you mentioned earlier, and, and tell me what's what's hot right now. What's biting? Well, it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Um, the great thing about the Coosa River is there's a variety of things. Neely Henry, I know guys have been punching the water willow for bass. Crappie's going to be a little spotty. You're not going to see a lot of crappie biting going on right now. Maybe some night fishing. Docks are coming into play across the Coosa River. Logan, Lay, out up on Weiss, some of those things. You'll see some offshore stuff. Jigs, you know, offshore jigs, big worms, shaky heads, maybe some deep diving crankbait type stuff. I'm sure you could find plenty of catfish because they seem to really like just about anything weather-wise. Um, they'll they'll eat, and I think they really, though I don't do it, to me, they're slimy little things that mess up my carpet because I'm a bass fisherman. I knew he's, but, from, I knew he's from California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I actually, I carry, a, I carry a, a boga style thing in there. So when I hook a catfish, the boga goes in the lip. I get the pliers out, and I take the hook out, and I don't even let it in the boat. Oh, no. My buddy was in here from Tennessee earlier in the year and he was throwing a swim bait and he hooked about a 30 pound flathead. And that thing was one of the ugliest fish. I'm like, that, that is not <laughs> going to be the first fish in my boat, breaking it in, not going to go on the carpet. You get it out of here. <laughs> get it out. Well, Hey, the good thing about catfish is you can go after them at night right now, you know, yeah. so well, you can for bass beat that heat. Well, tell me about that night fishery. So, you know, what are guys doing to target those fish at night? Um, you'll see a lot of bass boats with the black lights on them. Some guys are purists and don't like to do that. But anywhere that you can fish in the daytime and get a few bites, it's going to be better at night, especially around the full moon. Uh, anytime you get into there. But, but you know, the great thing about black lights is, and I don't know about you guys, if you guys have done any night fishing for bass, uh, you throw some fluorescent fishing line on there. You throw the black light on, you make your cast and you watch the line jump three feet in the air because the fish goes doink. And it yeah. jumps and then you just get to reel and set the hook. And that's always a unique experience. But I tend to like to throw big worms, jigs, bigger profile baits at night. A buzz bait bite at night can be a really exciting thing. And I, I like to see that kind of stuff, especially when you can't really see everything. And it's, it's, it's a totally different perspective, you know, sensationally, you know, and, but you can escape some of the heat. It's still going to be warm. It's Alabama. It's the South. You know, it's going to be humid. It's going to be sticky, but the sun's not blaring down on you. So it's a little bit better, but you just got to be really careful running these lakes out here. I mean, Hey, we don't mind the, we don't mind the torn up lower units, but we don't want to see anybody hit anything. So just be right. careful. Use your mapping when you're going to run at night, keep the speeds down, but it, it can be a really unique experience for people that haven't done it. Yeah. Um, and even like you said, it, you know, if you grow up on a lake fishing there your whole life in the daytime, and you, you, you know, it frontwards and backwards, and then you start fishing at night. It's just different. The experience is different. The sensation is different. The, uh, I mean, you're fishing with your ears instead of your eyes. A lot of time, uh, it's a really cool way to fish. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask, and, you know, we've, we're so blessed in Alabama, right? With the Coosa river chain, with the Tennessee river, you fall. I mean, we got water everywhere in, in the state of Alabama. You know, how does, how do, where does Neely Henry, where does it rank in there? I mean, is it, it, I think sometimes it may get a little overshadowed by some of the other lakes, but I don't think it should from some of the reports that I get. I work closely personally with uh, Hugh Stump, our tourism director here. And 
uh, Greater Gadsden Area Tourism. He started Fish Neely Henry Lake. We kind of help him put some content together. Matt Heron and Wes Logan wear the logos um, of Fish Neely Henry Lake because it's their home lake where they both started. So there's a lot of there's a lot of pride in Neely Henry, but yes, it does get overshadowed a little bit. Here's the here's the the thing about Neely Henry. Every year it ranks in the top three of numbers of fish caught per angler hour. It may not be the place you're going to go throw a big worm or a big jig off a ledge at Gunnersville and have it go doink and be a nine pounder, but you're going to catch fish. Especially Alabama Bass Trail was here two weekends ago, and they they ran a tournament that that was postponed. They had to reschedule. No, this one this one wasn't postponed, yeah. but it anyway. It's June. You know, it can be really tough fishing in June. Just anybody knows that. But we had some rains come through. And we had a couple of really good gushers come through in the week prior and the water was running really good. And all of a sudden it takes 19, 20 pounds to win that tournament. And it takes 13, 14 pounds to get the last check in 40th place. And I mean, I don't know who people are that look at things. And I'm sure you could take some of these, you know, real highfalutin top flight tournament anglers and they go, oh, dude, I only caught a three pound average. I only caught a two and a half pound average. Man, a two pound fish is a, it's a, it's a good fish. A good fish. And if you're weighing in 14 pounds, I mean, you're dang close to three pounds of fish. That's stout. A stout. You'll see that on Neely Henry. Weiss, you may see a bigger winning weight. Logan, you're going to see bigger winning weight. There's a, there's a feeling amongst a lot of the angling community here that we need to do some sort of a stocking program. I know it's very, very, dear to Matt Heron's heart. And it's something that we're trying to work on with getting in contact with fish and wildlife to be able to put together something like they've done at Gunnersville, like they've done at Logan, like they've done at Lay. Many of us feel we need to keep with our native species. Some people would say, let's put some Florida largemouth in here. But the truth is you put a Florida largemouth in a, in a, in a river situation, it doesn't grow as big as people think it will. It, and it's also really finicky when it gets cold. But part of what we do around here at Bucks Island is to be a part of all of this community stuff to not only be involved in those kinds of things, be involved in conservation projects. We bought a tournament water trough system that we loan out to people because we want to help take care of the resource. We have plans for other things in the conservation world that we're discussing right now to be more a part of things to help our community. But getting involved in the stocking will be something that Tony and Mary will jump behind because it's we realize that a lot of times in a especially in a community like this or a Second Amendment type community or some of these others, when you invest in people's passion, caring the right way, it's not just a business at that point. Amen. And and, and so that's something that we will get involved with one way or another, but there is a feeling that the lake needs some stocking programs, upper end of the lake, lower end of the lake. You know, there's issues with the water levels and Minnesota bend the way that that drops below down low when there's big storms, but it's in the parking lots in Gadsden. There's some unique things that go on that hold fish in the middle of the lake, but we're, we, you know, we want to address all that stuff, but the fishing honestly can be a lot of fun can be a lot of fun. And and I, I would like to point out in the question of where does it rank to a guy like our, our pro staffer, second year Bassmaster Elite Angler Wes Logan, just a few weeks ago, he won his first ever Elite Series tournament on his home lake here in, in Neely. And uh, so I'd say it means a whole lot and ranks really high up there for, for a guy like him. To see an Elite Series come and fish Neely, that was pretty cool. And to see cool. the community and all the feedback that we we got from Bass and from others uh, coming in and seeing, hey, the, the community around here uh, just opened up the doors and, uh, you know, treated people right. So that that also, uh, I think, means a lot in terms of, you know, what do you think about when you, you know, when you're looking at fisheries? Well, guys, I know that uh, I really like to hear that y'all are trying and are active in your community. That's part of the reason why we created these these series of fishing reports is that we know local knowledge is the best knowledge and we wanted to give anglers in our areas the right resource to be able to get on the water, be more successful, enjoy this pastime that we all enjoy 
And these local businesses like you guys, regional businesses like you guys are a big part of that. But like you said earlier, Michael, nothing beats picking up the phone and talking to somebody and also coming into the store and getting some more time to talk. You know, a lot of the things y'all were mentioning about Neely Henry and the nuance of that body of water, they can learn some of these things from you guys, pick up, you know, what baits are hot, really kind of get into what's going on right now in the area, as well as be fully stocked to go after and do what they need to do. So if folks want to do that, they want to get up with you guys, either on the phone, check you out on the web or, or come by. Uh, how, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, start with bucksisland.com is our website. Um, we've got stuff over there, Shop Bucks Island. Uh, we've got our tackle for sale. I'm very active on our Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. You just search at Bucks Island. You're going to find us. If you're on the internet, it's going to be hard to, to not uh, not come by and, and, and see us. I would make a plug, jump over on our YouTube or Facebook. Uh, we actually do a weekly, you know, we, we do a weekly fishing report with our local uh, pro staff guys um, for a lot of the lakes around here and have, have really enjoyed the feedback and the fun from that. Um, it's always great to actually get, you know, get somebody message you and said, hey, that tip helped me uh, catch a fish. And, uh, you know, my son had a lot of fun pulling one in and that that's what it's all about uh, yeah. for sure. But yeah, BucksIsland.com. Um, or search at Bucks Island. Find us on uh, any of your socials. I'm, I'm even on uh, TikTok, but uh, don't spend too much time over there. Uh, <laughs> maybe I need to do a little bit more. Michael and I are the marketing department. Our, our realms are just a little bit different. You know, I'm, I'm more towards the fishing community. He's more towards the digital side of everything with kayak and other recreational stuff. But the truth is, is that we both work together to present Bucks Island in a way. And, and as a, as a compliment to Michael, you know, I, I work with a lot of professional anglers. I'm a, I'm a part-time marketing guy here. I run my own website, advancedangler.com. I work with professional anglers doing how-to content and those kinds of things. Um, and I've been around a lot of people and I don't know too many people that are, do a better job of pulling all the social media and digital stuff together than Michael. We work really well together. We've become friends. It's funny how you start new projects and, and there's going to be a little territorial headbutting stuff. But the truth is, is that Michael and I have become people that, at least I can say this, is, you know, he's someone that I, <laughs> I, I definitely count on and trust. You know, we kind of think together. He's a lot more organized with a military background. I'm a little more creative all over the place. My desk is usually a mess because I'm moving from one thing to the next. But we work together to make a real great program. And Tony and Mary and the family here has allowed us to do just, I have an idea, go with it. And, you know, it's made a big impact, not only for the business, but really for the consumer. And you brought up being able to come here, being able to call, being able to, you know, message through social media and someone's going to answer you. Yep, you right, know, right. questions on, you know, Tech Tuesday with, with Israel. You know, Tuesday, he brought in Wes Logan to do some stuff on Tech Tuesday that was really cool. Great idea. And then bring Israel in to answer some of the more technical questions. And we're here to help. That's the deal. And we're here yeah. to show off. We work with some really cool people and just have a lot of fun doing what we're doing. And I'll wrap it up with our, our biggest biggest push is, is that we want to work with customers the way they want to work with us. So we call if you if you're old school and you want to get on the phone. We're more than happy to do that. You want to text us, you can text us on our line. Um, and I'll throw out the number 256-442-2588. You can just link that off of our website if you want to message us through Facebook, any of that kind of stuff. But uh, And that carries over into the entire business. All of our sales staff, they, they try the same way, especially with the, the way things are right now. We got a lot of folks jumping on FaceTime uh, or, or other video stuff, trying to show boats off. It's just the way we are, you know, um, through through and through. So, and, and I'll I, make I'll make one last plug. And I got one thing to say. <laughs> uh, Fish Fest. So you talk about giving back. Uh, some of the Danos started uh, a couple of years ago, um, and uh, it, it is it is morphed. Unfortunately, COVID put a little uh, hiccup in things. But uh, every beginning of the year, um, we do a big thing called Fish Fest. We bring in a lot of uh, a lot of our vendors. A lot of our manufacturers and a lot of pros this past uh, season, it was the week before the Elite Series. So um, 
I think you, you, you couldn't swing a fishing pole without hitting a, one of the elite anglers, which is awesome to see. Um, but that's a big thing where we, we did seminars um, and we try to do more and more of that kind of stuff, help guys learn more about fishing. You know, we've partnered with uh, folks like Bass University um, and, and sponsor that each, each year. So that's all about all I can, I can say. And the only other thing that I'd like to add, and I know this is the way the family feels, um, is how grateful they are and we are as a group to have customers that trust us. It's a tremendous business and it's only that way because people trust us and want to be around and, and that's partnerships, you know, vendors, all those things are all tremendous. But if, but if you don't have customers that want to be around, there's no reason to do it. And we're just very, very grateful for the people that come around that are now part of our family. And that's something that we all appreciate. Guys, we certainly appreciate you and appreciate you joining us uh, today. And uh, we're going to have to check back in with you here sometime soon. You know, Brian, I'm, my wheels are turning on this, this Neely Henry fishing report. I think we got some things coming up in the, in the future for the Alabama freshwater show, but, uh, but guys, we appreciate it. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Well, Brian, why don't we do this? Michael and I put together last year in the heat of COVID, we put together top of our head because we were starting to get feedback about bad time to have a lot of inventory. You're asking people to spend money. We're going into a recession. Michael and I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's just retune to entertainment. We put together Bucks Island live and we go out and fish for two hours on a lake. Brian, come up here. Let's go fishing together. We'll do a two hour live and then you can all talk about it afterwards. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and hey, I may take you up on that. That'd be great. We'll go play in my Falcon. Michael's a great cameraman. We've got, we've got a mic system that all three of us can interact with. It's a really great time. It's stressful because you got two hours to get a bite, but you know what? Come up. I'm you. If you want to jump in and go dig for your catfish in the holes, <laughs> you may not get back in the boat, but I'll let you. I won't get it on your carpet. How about that? <laughs> Keep hey, no, that'd be awesome guys. And, and man, I've loved this segment and, and thank y'all for joining us. One thing that's very, very obvious for me, uh, at listening to you guys talk is not that, not just that y'all have an incredible business there, but y'all are part of the community and I love that. And y'all have done, it sounds like y'all have done an incredible job at that. But we're trying. That's for sure. That is another awesome report. And it was brought to you by Bucks Island Marina. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. They love trade-ins, which provide a steady stream of used boats. They can rig your boat at their 18 base service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Brooks Island. They have factory trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama 35907, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Hey guys, if you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and they do an incredible job around the state of Alabama and the Georgia, Tennessee. So if you're thinking about building a lake, if you're thinking about redoing an existing pond or lake that you have, restocking, fertilizing, liming, these guys do it all and they do it well. It's what they do for a living, so they're really good at it. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to the podcast. If you'd like us to email it to you, we'll send you the podcast. And each and every week, just text the word fishing to 314-665-1767. And we will send you the show each and every week. That's it for the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. Stay safe out there, guys. Talk to you next week. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Sun South. Everybody loves the great outdoors, but let's face it, the heat can be brutal for never-ending summer projects. At Sun South, we get it. 
With fast and efficient John Deere equipment from SunSouth, you'll spend less time sweating and more time doing. And with 0% financing up to 72 months on selected equipment at SunSouth, you'll not only save time, you'll save money. And that's pretty cool. Do more and save more with John Deere from SunSouth Equipment for those that do. Some restrictions may apply. See dealers and details. Expires July 31st, 2021. And brought to you by Photonis Defense, PD Pro Ultralight Ultra Compact Night Vision Systems. Simply the best in-class night vision system ever built. Contact us at PhotonisDefense.com to learn more. Photonis Defense, masters of darkness. And brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And by B&M Pole Company is more than just panfish. Check out their Sam Super Salt Series designed for shallow water fishing for trout and redfish at bnmpoles.com. And by Fish Bites, ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com. And brought to you by Brian Sand with National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Just give me a call at 601-383-2344. 